The Dolphins are a little beat up. The Cardinals are a little beat up. But the Cardinals have a chance potentially to pull into a tie for first place with the Seahawks if Arizona wins and the Bills beat the Seahawks this weekend. So what better guy to talk to than former Buffalo Bill Lorenzo Alexander joining us on the line. Zo, how you doing tonight, man? Doing pretty good, Luke. How you been? I've been good. This has been a fun football season across the uh, the whole league. First, before we even get into the Cardinals, you told me at the start of the year, watch out for the Bills to win that division. Pretty good start so far. I guess you were right. Yeah, I mean, they're playing well. I mean, obviously we knew that there was going to be a down year for the Patriots with Tom Brady moving on and seeing all those players opt out and just looking at the Jets not being ready, obviously. And then obviously Miami's still in the middle of their rebuild, even though they're looking really good. Of late, their defense has been playing lights out. So, you know, kind of um, an, an insertion of uh, Tua now is going to be uh, interesting to see how they continue to develop with uh, the defense leading that team. Well, so, yeah, let's see. You brought it up. Let's talk about Tua and the Dolphins, who the Cardinals are going to face this week. And I, I just want to ask a couple questions to start off, just from your experience playing in the league and having a lot of success as a defensive player. When you are facing a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback that's inexperienced, and this is his second start ever, and we played a clip last segment of Patrick Peterson saying, you know, Miami's, they're going to try and get the ball out of Tua's hands and, and let some other guys beat us. I mean, I would assume as a defense, even if you have all the respect in the world for Tua's game, don't you kind of want to make him beat you as opposed to somebody else? Yeah, you definitely want to make him beat you, obviously keeping him in the pocket, uh, limiting him, giving him different looks on the back end up front, you know, Vance Joseph did a great job uh, against Russell Wilson showing something and then it being something completely different, you know, simulated blitzes, all those type of things that veteran quarterbacks usually can identify or ID and make the right decisions. And so anytime that you can make a young quarterback, um, you know, hold on to the ball, be indecisive, that's normally what good things happen for the defense, whether it's a, you know, sack strip fumble, maybe interception because he's seeing ghost. Um, and those are the times we could be, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities and, and get up on him early. You mentioned Vance Joseph, and I know that he took a lot of criticism earlier this season, but Zoe, if you look at his at, at last three games, I mean, the Cardinals, I know it's the Jets, but they hold them to 10 points. They hold Dallas to 10 points. And they struggled against Seattle in the first half, but in the second half in overtime, they hold Russell Wilson and the Seahawks to just seven points. What have you seen from Vance Joseph's defense this season? Um, they're definitely getting better as the season goes along. Um, and I think as a league, when you look at it in, in its totality, that a lot of defenses have been behind this year and just haven't played um, up to par. And it looks like there's been a lot of points being scored. I think that's what obviously fans love and, and like to see. But as the season is kind of going on, um, especially with the, the, the Cardinals defense, they're starting to play more cohesive, understanding each other because there was an insertion of some free agents, you know, communicating, especially on the back end. And if they continue to limit the big play, uh, which is hard to do in this league just by the way it's designed with rules and stuff, they're going to continue to get better. And then we saw even last week with Vance Joseph dialing up some things, which I think in a way Chandler Jones not being out there, you never, you obviously will always want your good players though, but sometimes you have to create pressure. Sometimes you relate so heavily on your players to make plays, and when they don't, you're like, what's going on? And so they've been getting more creative for showing some different looks and not just being stagnant, which I think has really helped them together get more guys involved. And now you're going to see a collective unit out there continue to rise and, and play well. And it's been fun to watch, you know, seeing them win games, seeing them play great defense or better defense. And, uh, you know, it's really been fun for the, uh, the fans out here in the Valley and, and for me to watch week in and week out. 
Well, one of those guys that made a big play, he didn't play much, but he made a huge play in overtime against the, the Seahawks in the last game was Isaiah Simmons. Only five snaps in that game, but the huge interception. He hasn't played much this year. I know that, you know, no preseason, weird offseason, everything, rookie trying to step in. But, yeah. Zoe, you were always just so renowned as such a good leader in the locker room and on the field. I mean, if you were on Isaiah Simmons' team right now, if you were on the Cardinals, what would you be telling the young guy right now as he tries to break into the league? Yeah, just stay patient. Um, obviously, make your mark on special teams until you earn the right and grow as a football player to get out there more and contribute more on defense. And that's really all you, you can do, control what you can control, continue to work and continue to improve. But with the lack of an offseason, yeah, we see some other rookies around the league making plays, and we wish that Isaiah had that same situation right now. But everybody's not the same. Um, everybody's learning curve is different. Everybody learns differently. Um, and so and there's going to be a process here, as we've seen, that it's going to take Isaiah a little bit longer before he's a um, every-down type of linebacker. Um, and I think because he you know, did so much in college, was so athletic, that transition has just been a little bit slower. Now they ask him to do some things you know, at, at um, the wheel linebacker spot and just hasn't caught on as fast as everybody wished. But you know, make your mark other places. Force their hand. Uh, to put you out there in certain situations, whether that's third down packages, passing downs, uh, coming up with specific packages for you, especially if you start balling on special teams, covering punts, covering kicks, making tackles. They ain't like, man, we got to get him out there. We got to figure out, you know, unique ways to to, to utilize his skill set. Yeah, great advice there, certainly. Uh, with a guy like Marcus Golden, who's obviously had success in this league before, yeah. and with the Cardinals, how difficult is that, though, to step over and, and switch teams midseason? He'll be fine. I mean, he's a pass rusher at heart. You know, four down, put your hand in the dirt and go. Get after the quarterback. And I think until he, you know, the defense isn't overly complicated, at least the base stuff, he'll be fine because he's been in the league for so long. And, you know, I was uh, I was uh, with Marcus when he was a rookie in his league, and uh, he is a special player, a special person. And you can even hear it in some of his, his remarks, just how excited he is to be back here, um, the leadership that he's going to bring on and off the field. And then obviously his talent speaks for itself. When he's had the opportunity to get out there and play significant downs and rush, he puts up numbers. He disruptive, creates sacks, he creates havoc. And I think, you know, obviously in these first couple of weeks, that's all you need to do, you know, obviously put him in the end spot, you know, over, under, you know, whatever defense they have is real simple when it becomes, you know, from a schematic side of the ball as a defensive lineman and, and get after it. It's not like you have to communicate with a whole bunch of guys, maybe on a game stuff, but, that's very, you know, low end of the spectrum when you talk about uh, sophistication and when you talk about a new player introducing himself into uh, into the team. Talking to Lorenzo Alexander, Zoe, back to the game this uh, this Sunday. Does it does it throw a defense off to face a left-handed quarterback? Is it something that maybe just takes a drive to get used to, or does it not matter? Mm, maybe um, you know in practice this week. I, I don't. I, I don't think they have a left-handed quarterback on their roster, but they're going to have to simulate. You know, obviously, instead of guys booting out to the defensive left, now they're going to be booting out to the defensive right uh, because Tua is left-handed, and that's where you'll probably see most of the changes. Because um, you know, you always in your scout report. Uh, you know, this team always boots to the defensive left because that's ma- majority of the time quarterbacks are right-handed. They may flip some formations here and there. Um, the good thing is that you do have some game film to watch him uh, playing what he did last week versus uh, the Rams. Even though that game was out of hand because of how great the Miami defense played, so I don't know how much you can really take. But he did have some signs of you know just trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly 
We saw a couple of times where they tried to go five, five wide, you know, empty backfield that he struggled. I mean, he, he took a big sack early in the game, gave the ball up. Um, and so I think they're going to try to protect him, get out of the pocket, roll out, use half the field, you know, try to run the ball, use some play action. He showed some signs they could throw the ball down the field to him and uh, made some good throws. Uh, but at the end of the day, he is a rookie, and you want to try to treat him like a rookie. Um, and so the defense just need to come out, get after him, um, obviously play great complimentary football and not allow um, this Miami Dolphins defense to dominate like they did last week versus the Rams because then it be, the game didn't even really matter what Tua did at that point, even though he had some turnovers. I mean, they gave up, what, a strip sack fumble to the house, the Rams did. Another strip sack that almost got this to the one-yard line. Uh, I think they gave up a kickoff return or a punt return, a special teams touchdown, um, and had another interception. And so when you have a game like that on the first half, um, there is really no even pressure on Tua. And that's the last thing you want to do as a defense um, is not allow to put the pressure on him. And so offensively, they got to make sure they um, allow the defense to, to be aggressive, uh, to be able to show all these things. Uh, so that Tua can possibly make some mistakes and, and give his team multiple opportunities to, to to turn it over for themselves. Makes a lot of sense. So, last question for you. I got to ask. We uh, we had the clip of Russell Wilson saying he spends about a million dollars a year on on just recovery to get through this. <laughs> I mean, that is that's not common around the league, is it? There is no way a year he must have. He must be overpaying folks because they're literally at his house every day, and he has to have he has to have at least at least ten people paying him a hundred grand a year. I mean, I, you know, I take great pride in my, and I'm not saying Russell's lying, and I, and I think it's maybe cumulative. He he spent a million, but you know, and I take great care of my body. I don't have a personal chef, but I would spend probably. I don't know, 20,000 on massages. So, yeah, I mean, probably 50. And I think I was high. I mean, to 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 fathom a million dollars, that is just out of this world. I can't, I can't believe it. And the crazy thing, because of the new tax law, half that stuff you can't even write off as an athlete. So maybe Sierra, maybe they do it through their business and they got a cool way to do it. But that's just, that's just ridiculous to me. I can't even fathom it. But no, no wonder why he's playing at the level he is because he has all that that help around him. People that I know he gives a lot of credit to for keeping him healthy and engaged and focused, so he can go out there and ball the way he's been. Yeah, well, maybe he's just a really big tipper. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> him and Cr, I think they probably. Yeah, have I, I, just, I would have to see. I mean, Russ, man, show me, show me your expense sheet, brother. I got to see this. Who's getting <laughs> what? I need to get. Get in, get in that circle so I can get bro- broken off a little bit. <laughs> well, Zoe, I always feel football smarter after I talk to you, man. Uh, great stuff as always. Thanks for the time and enjoy the, the rest of the season here. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again before the end, though. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We still work on this Luke and Zoe show, man. What's up, man? Let, let's make oh, it happen. Let's. I, All I, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you work on that. And I'm going to jump at the last second and back you up, and then it's going to happen. All right, I got you.